Time to relax, get some candles lit, turn out the lights, and let's uh, have a conversation about Enya and Arenico Flow on this edition of the Super Hits Podcast. Here we go. Uh, hello, friends. I'm the enlightened Jamie C, a.k.a. Megamix.com, and I'm here with my co-host, the Yoga Master, known as Slip with Five Eyes. What's going on, brother? Doing some downward-facing dog right now. Yes. All right. Well, it's time to sit back and relax because this is going to be a very calm and breezy episode of Super Hits Podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. and, I, and, and, and I say that I'm serious. It's going to be very inoffensive. Uh-huh. Uh, it's episode 162. The subject is Enya. The song is a rhythmical flow. Let, let's settle in. All right. Can, can I say one thing before you start? Yes. So obviously I know this song. Yes. I, I in, Until we did, like you decided to choose this one. Yep. I could have sworn this song was like mid-90s. I was <laughs> floored when I found out that this was from 1988. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. I thought I would find all sorts of stuff. I I, I really didn't. All right. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, an Irish singer and composer who's noted for her modern Celtic music and is the best-selling Irish solo artist and the second best-selling Irish music act overall after uh, U2. Uh, Enya was raised in the Irish-speaking region of Guidor, um, in 1980, she began her musical career playing alongside her family, family's Celtic folk band called Clanad. She left Clanad in 1982 to pursue a solo career, working with their former manager and producer, Nicky Ryan, and his partner, Roma, as their lyricist. Over the following four years, Enya developed her sound by combining multi-track vocals and keyboards with elements from a variety of musical genres, such as Celtic, classical, church, jazz, new age, world pop, and Irish folk. Mm-hmm. So I started researching a little more, and I was shocked to uncover um, nothing. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. I'm going to say her story is not particularly interesting, and that's not a knock on her by any means. It's yeah. just she kind of just seems like a regular Joe. Hey, it's fine. Just tossing up new age singles in her flowing robes, you know. Yeah, apparently she's not very public with stuff no. in her life, right? No, so. you know. Um, Anyway, in 1984, she composed the uh, soundtrack for the film The Frog Prince. Uh-huh. Uh, in 1985, she sang on three tracks on Christy Moore's album Ordinary Man. Also in 1985, she contributed a track for the six-part BBC television documentary series The Celts. In March 1987, uh, her self-titled debut album was released by BBC Records in the UK and by Atlantic Records in the US. Uh, the latter, Atlantic Records, promoted it with a New Age imprint in, on the packaging which uh, Nikki Ryan later thought was a cowardly thing that, for them to do. Okay. Uh, I guess because they didn't, because Nikki and, and them didn't really consider any a new age artist. All right. I don't see how it's cowardly, but again, that's probably as, as spicy as this episode is going to get. <laughs> Bunch right of cowards. There. You're a coward. All right. You're a coward. Uh, the album gained enough public attention to reach number eight on the Irish albums charts and number 69 on the UK albums chart. Uh, several weeks after the release of, of the album, Enya secured a recording contract with Warner Music UK after Rob Dickens, the label's chairman and fan of, of the band Clanad, took a liking to Enya and found himself playing it every night before I went to bed. Okay. So. I mean, that that is one place where you would play this music. Absolutely. And again, I'm not uh, saying that to make fun. No. It's just like fact. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, so he later met Enya and the Ryans at a chance meeting at the Irish Recorded Music Association Award Ceremony in Dublin, where he learned that Enya had entered negotiations with a rival, la- with a rival label. Uh, Dickens seized the opportunity and signed her, in doing so, granting her wish to write and record with artistic freedom, minimal interference from the label, and without setting deadlines to finish albums. That's a pretty sweet deal. Yep. It's all because he liked listening to music before he went to sleep. Hey, good. 
you know what? Take that opportunity, Anya. Good job. Absolutely. Uh, she left Atlantic, signed with Warner-led Geffen Records to handle her American distribution. When asked about whether women in pop have a hard time, she responded, yes, they do, definitely. However, Anya has considered her position as a composer rather than just a vocalist to be an advantage because I write and perform much of the music's, uh, music I'm taking more seriously than the girls who just walk into a studio, do a vocal, and that's it. I can't even imagine what, what that would be like. There's a little bit of shade thrown by Enya yep. at pop stars. This, of course, takes us to June 1987 and the beginning of recording of her second album, Watermark. Let's take a, a closer look at that. Uh, the Watermark album was recorded between June 87 and April 1988. I get this, the Arinico Studio in London, England. <laughs> wow. All right. The song Orinoco Flow was written by Anya and Roma Ryan, who is the uh, who I mentioned earlier, but is the wife of the album's producer, who's Nikki Ryan. Uh, Roma Ryan is specifically credi- uh, credited with writing the lyrics. Uh, the song's uh, pizzicato chords, generated by altering the Roland D50 synthesizer's Pizza Go-Go patch, are highly recognizable as a new age sound. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I caught that. that. I was like, that's Pizza Go-Go. I think I might like, have, right away. I think I might have uh, thought it was a slightly earlier model, but otherwise I nailed it. Uh, the track was the first single released from the Watermark album. Uh, the single came out on September 19th, 1988. I've got a cat who won't stop jumping up on my desk. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, September 19th, 1988. Let's see what was else was happening in the world that day. Um, you may remember this. Uh, this was the day... September 19th, 1988, that American diver Greg Luganis smashed his head on the diving board during oh. the three major springboard preliminaries at the Seoul Olympics. Yes. Uh, he would recover and qualify for the final, which he then won the following day. Of course. Because, uh, 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 you know, like young MC, I can rock the microphone like, like Greg Luganis can die. Because the fucking guy was the best. So, yes, yep. of course. Uh, Israel launched their first satellite uh, for a secret military reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. Uh, also that day, uh, Bon Jovi released their fourth album, New Jersey, which would go on to have the most top ten hits of any glam me- rock or glam metal album. Other albums released that day include the Buster soundtrack, oh, no. featuring Phil, uh-huh. and uh, Level 42, Staring at the Sun. And Phil, again, somebody who I obviously appreciate, but on the cover of that album, such a punchable face. Oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> he acted in that movie, didn't he? Yes. Oh, my God. I've never seen it. I could probably watch it. Uh, so the single's title is technically Orinoco Flow, open parenthesis, sail away, close parenthesis, uh-huh. because, of course, consumers are dumb. Yep. Uh, it clocks in at a perfectly accessible, uh, acceptable three minutes and 44 seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, it does vary depending on the pressing. Uh, the cover, unsurprisingly, is pretty boring. Uh, it's a sepia-toned photo venue in a shadow wearing a saucy beret. <laughs> Uh, the B-sides include album cuts out of the blue, Evening Falls, and Storms in Africa. Again, that depends on the version. Uh, there's a Japanese release from 1998 that includes the tracks Hope Has a Place and Pax Diorum. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, compilations. I can only imagine how many New Age collections this has shown up on over the decades. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to focus on the late 80s stuff only, though. So we've got uh, Jackpot 88. We've got the Hits album. We've got Pop Ballads Volume 1. Uh, some collection called A Touch of Love. There's Hits Now 89, and there is a collection from Hungary called Supra Hits Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Super Hits! Exclamation point. Fantastic! Exclamation point. Uh, this one is great because the cover features a scantily clad lady preparing to throw a record like a discus. Nice. Uh, in 1994, uh, Renical Flow was licensed to Virgin Records 
for the best-selling New Age compilation album, Pure Moods. Okay. Uh, which contributed to further exposure and helped provide a multi-platinum bonanza to the record company. Okay. Oh, of course, the record company. Yeah. Uh, Rico Flo has shown up on a couple of Venya's greatest hits discs. Uh, she's got Paint the Sky with Stars, the best of Venya, and the very best of Venya. Uh, out there in TV land. After a wave of popularity, including regular rotation on MTV, the song became a punchline, representing a new age cliche of generic bubble bath music. Uh-huh. The song was used in scenes depicting relaxation and to highlight this in a jokey manner. Uh, in the 1997 South Park episode Death, Stan's grandfather locks Stan in a room and plays a parody of the song performed by Toddy Walters to illustrate what it feels like to be old. Uh-huh. Uh, in the Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode Crime and Punishment, character Jake Peralta mentions Enya as one of his favorite artists. Later on, a ridicule flow plays as he walks in slow motion into a courtroom. Uh, the producer, Dan Gore, uh, remarked, we weren't trying to attach ourselves to a history of making fun of it. The joke was that it's 100% the wrong music to play. It's supposed to be triumphant, badass moment, and instead we're playing that song. Uh-huh. Uh, other appearances uh, in different medias include uh, the 2002 TV movie When Snooker Ruled the World, <laughs> which I kind of want to see. Okay. Uh, a 2002 episode of I'm Alan Partridge, a 2003 episode of Peep Show, the uh, 2010 film Shrek Forever After. Sure. Uh, a 2020 episode of your favorite show of all time, Cougar Town. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there's a cre- super creepy scene in the 2011 film, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, that features uh, Renico Flo. We've got a 2011 episode of Misfits, a 2015 episode of Britain's Got Talent, a 2016 episode of Coron- Coronation Street, uh, 2016 on Black Mirror, 2017 episode of Last Man on Earth, uh, and the 2018 movie Eighth Grade. And uh, in my favorite movie of all time, 2018's Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation. Uh-huh. Uh, there are actually a lot more, um, including uses in multiple commercials, but it's become like, pretty cliche, yeah. right? So yeah. I'm not going to touch on all of it. I wasn't able to much find much info about live versions. Um, Setlist.fm lists the earliest performances of the song as being in February 1989 in uh, San Remo, Italy. But other than that, it's pretty sparse. That's all I got for background if you want to go to lyrics. All right. I'm, I'm ready. Here we go. So the title of the song is an allusion uh, both to the Irinico Studios, which are now called Miloco Studios, where it was recorded, and to the river of the same name. Uh, the Irinico River flows through Venezuela. It is about 1,700 miles long and empties into the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. So learning geography on the Super It's podcast. <laughs> That's right. Uh, according to the Wiki, the lyrics have been likened to an itinerary for the most expensive gap year of all time, mentioning an array of locations like a global geography lesson, just like I said. Yep. Uh, locations mentioned in the song include Fiji, Tiri, Peru, Bali, and Cebu. Uh, according to Song Facts, the words we can steer, we can near with Rob Dickens at the wheel refer to Rob Dickens, the head of her record label, WEA. We mentioned him earlier. Uh, Dickens is listed as a producer on the album and an article published on December 13, 2008, Dickens said, uh, said, when I signed Enya, her manager, producer, Nikki Ryan said, you're not going to push us for singles. Are you? It wasn't that kind of music. After we made the watermark album, I said, as a joke, Nikki, where's the single <laughs> a week later, Nikki rang up and said, we've got it. I said, got what? He said, we've got the single. He sent over what became a rhythmical flow and there was no middle eight and sail away was after every line. It drove me crazy. But there was something there that could be worked on. Arinico was the name of the studio. I think they saw me as captain of the ship. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was a metaphor for a journey for all of us. So uh, there you go. That little, little, little inside baseball. 
Yeah. And, uh, little Rob Dickens mentioned. Do you have a, a line about or anything about Ross and who he is? I do not. Because right after that, they say, we can sigh, say goodbye, Ross, and his dependency. So. Well, I don't know. There's, I didn't see anything mentioned about that. Maybe I should take a. If you want to take a quick look while I run through a few other things. Sure, sure. Like, yeah. like, let me know if you find anything. Yeah. Uh, it's not on the Wiki for sure. Maybe on Song Facts. I'm not sure. So anyway, uh, Roma Ryan said, um, Arinico Flow was a very difficult song to work on because we'd shelved it a few times. We work on it for a while, leave it, then go back to it again. But in the end, we said, this is good. All the time it was an album track and only at the very end was it decided it might be good as a single. Uh, according to the chat GBT, the title refers to the Arinico River in South America. And the lyrics mention various locations and geographical references. The song... Uh, themes, thong, songs themes include travel, adventure, and the beauty of nature. Uh, kind of, not really. I mean, uh, Enya has stated in interview. Oh, go. Did you, did you find something? I did. I did. Ross Cullum was listed as the album's engineer and also its co producer. The Ross Dependencies is a geographic reference, only one of many in the song. So there you go. Yes. Not, it's not him being into like cocaine or anything like that. No, so, no. Yeah. It's probably some chain of islands. Yeah. I would assume. The chorus features a chant-like repetition of various place names, contributing to the overall atmosphere and dreamlike quality of the song. While the lyrics are open to interpretation, Rinnico Flow is often seen as a celebration of wanderlust and the allure of distance and ex- distant and exotic places. The combination of Enya's vocals, the lush musical arrangement, and the evocative lyrics create a timeless and enchanting musical experience. Thank you, Chat G. Yeah, thanks. Nailed it. Uh, there's not really much to the lyrics. Four sections, a lot of repeating words. Yep. I do like the name drop of Rob Dickens and now the the Ross uh, name drop. Yeah. Because it kind of feels like a shout out in a hip hop song. Yeah. You know, like, and, and that that's pretty cool. I got to say, you I wouldn't have expected it. Uh, don't take our word for it, though, unless you have something else you really Oh, no, no, no. Why would I say something when you've got the internet? So over on Song Facts, uh, Leah from Kansas City says, to me, the song has always been about her rising career and paying tribute to those who had helped her become who she is. The magical water journey is a mesmerizing audio accompaniment to the underlying sentiment of gratitude. Her voice is beautiful. All right. All right. Nice. Makes sense. Camille from Toronto, Ohio oh. says, you really get the feeling that you're going on a journey when you hear this song. The tune, the words, and his voice trans- transport you even if you're driving down the road listening to it on your car stereo. Okay. So, sure. It's a hot tip from Camille. <laughs> uh, Brennan from Berlin said, this song ignited a wanderlust in me. Curious about the places mentioned in the song, I tracked down each in an atlas. Soon flipping through the pages and realizing how much there is to see in the world, I went backpacking in Europe. Now I live here. Oh, so, all right. Brendan in Berlin. Good what, job, buddy. You no, know? absolutely. Uh, James from Jacksonville, Florida says, it makes me want to sailing. <laughs> yes. That's, that's definitely a comment straight out of Florida. Yep. Come on. Uh, over on Song Meanings. Uh, Pan Flake says, come on, guys, don't you ever wish to get on a ship and sail away? Forget what you are, what you're doing and all your problems. Just go where that blue sea goes and felt the wind. Well, I do. I do all the time. This song is like escaping and finding a new purpose for me. Okay. All right. Felt the wind. That's what art is meant to do. All right. Funky Chick says, according to Grandpa, listening to this is just like experiencing what it is like to be uh, 102 years old. So that's, I believe, her uh, quoting South Park. All right. Yes. Uh, Enya seems to be kind of airy and light, mellow, serene. The music make my makes my cats purr, says a user whose name is my exploding cat. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, Shaggy Emo Kid says the lyrics are garbage. It amounts to a random list of world cities with a stupid chorus. The song is seemingly meaningless. This is the sort of music you hear in an elevator or a grocery store and should have stayed as background music. The music video looks like a tampon commercial on acid, and I personally think that Enya is one of the most overrated artists of our time. I have nothing against people who love Enya. Everyone has their own taste in music, and I can see why someone would like it, but man, this song stinks in my humble opinion. I mean no offense to any Enya fans. To that I say, I highly doubt she's overrated. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She's probably perfectly rated. Yes, I would agree. Like, I don't think there's anybody out there being, like, greatest artist of all time. I mean, I'm sure that there are people who would say, oh, yeah, my favorite by a long shot is Enya. I have yet to meet them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Deserval says, I'm literally on a balcony in Bali. Listen to this right now, and it's so awesome. I can't deal. Okay, I'm going to jump back in the water now. Bye. <laughs> Just bragging about their trip. <laughs> Love so it. good. Let's go to reception. All right. Oh, I love that. Bye. Okay. Um, Ritical Flow entered the Billboard Hot 100 on January 21st, 1989 at number 93. Oof. Uh, between Survivors Across the Miles and U2's Desire. Across the Miles is as milk toast as it gets. Uh, it would peak at number 74. Uh, at that point, Survivor is basically done, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's over. Uh, Desire, however, is a great song. It had pe previously peaked at number three. Orinoco Flow peaked at number 24 in the U.S. on April 15th, 1989. Uh, here's the Billboard Top 10 from that week. At number one, uh, The Fine Young Cannibals with She Drive Me, Drives Me Crazy, which we covered on episode 114. Nice. At number two, Roxette with The Look, which we covered on episode 71. Uh, Madonna, Like a Prayer at number three. Bangles, Eternal Flame at number four. Millie Vanelli, Girl, You Know It's True at number five. Number six, R.E.M. with Stand. At number seven, we got Funky Go Medina. Medina. Yes. <laughs> Tone Loke. <laughs> so good. Can I, um, you know, I, sorry, can I say something before I forget? Yes. I haven't told you this yeah. before. So yep. I think two of our favorite sounds in a song are the yeah. ha, 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 and the yeah, do, sure. do, 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 Yeah, oh, right? for sure. Listen, uh, yeah. My wife, Sarah, says that that is a horse. Really? <laughs> I don't think it really is. What? But she's like, oh, you like the horse? So, yes. That's fantastic. I love that. That is so great. So, there you go. That's not a whistle. It's a horse whinnying. Yep. <laughs> so good. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, Karen White at number eight with Superwoman. Number nine, You Got It by Roy Orbison. And at number 10, Poison with Your Mama Don't Dance. All right. Not bad. Not a bad little list. Um, Roy Orbison with the monster timpanies, right? Yes. I knew you would appreciate also, that. Also, was it Karen, um, Karen White, right? Yeah. So Karen Super White, who at the time was just never on my radar, ever. Nope. So many big songs at the time. I know. Like, so many. Massive songs. Yeah. So and lots of good ones, too. Yeah. Um, Rinnico Flow also reached number seven. Get this on the adult contemporary chart. <laughs> you don't say. And number six on the alternative airplay chart internationally. We've got number 20 in Italy, 16 in France, 8 in Austria, 6 in Australia and Denmark, 5 in Finland and Norway, 3 in Portugal, number 2 in New Zealand and Sweden, number 1 in Belgium, Ireland, the Netherlands, and Switzerland. Uh, in the UK, it also hit number 1 uh, during the week of October 22nd to 28th, 1988. Here's the rest of the UK top 10 that week. Oh, yes. At uh, number 2, a song I totally forgot about, and now I want to listen to it. Kylie Minogue with Je ne sais pas pourquoi. <laughs> yes. At number three, Whitney Houston with One Moment in Time. At number four, D-Mob featuring Gary Heisman with 
We call it Acid. <laughs> okay. Um, at number five, Erasure, a little respect. At number six, ugh, Bobby McFerrin with Don't Worry, Be Happy. Oh, no. Uh-huh. At number seven, uh, here's one for you. We Papa Girl Rappers with We Rule. <laughs> okay. We being spelled W-E-E. Uh-huh. Um, at number eight, The Christians with Harvest for the World. Oh, no. At number nine, Kim Wilde, Never Trust a Stranger. And at number 10, Girl, You Know It's True. Girl. <laughs> okay. Uh, fun fact: At number nineteen that week was uh, "Kiss" by The Art of Noise, featuring Tom Jones, which was written and originally recorded by a friend of the show, Prince. Oh, interesting! Very cool. Very cool. Here in Canada, Renico Flow debuted on the RPM Top 100 uh, on January 28, nineteen ninety-eighty-nine. Sorry, at number ninety-six between Anita Baker's "Just Because" and "If I Ever If Ever a Love There Was" by Aretha Franklin and the Four Tops. Okay. Um, just because total snooze fest. Okay. <laughs> uh, I couldn't easily find where it peaked, but in the U.S. it was actually a top forty hit. Uh, if ever a love there was is also just so so boring. Yeah. Uh, I have no further chart information for this, so I'm going to move on. Yep. Uh, Arinico Flow peaked at number four in Canada on April first, nineteen eighty nine. Trick you. It's April Fool style. Ah, yes. Um, oh. Uh, the rest of the RPM, it was, it was number four. Um, the rest of the RPM top 10 that week, we've got uh, number one, Debbie Gibson with Lost in Your Eyes. All right. Number two, your favorite song of all time, Living Years by Mike and the Mechanics. Oh, vomit. All right. At number three, The Cock and Red Rider with Good Times. Uh-huh. Oh, good times we hit. At number four, Renico Flow, Straight Up by Paul Abdul at number five. We covered that a while ago. Um, Eternal Flame at number six. You got it at number seven. Number eight, Bruce Coburn with If a Tree Falls. At number nine, we get a second helping of Roy Orbison via the Traveling Wilburys and End of the Line. Nice. And at number 10, She Drives Me Crazy, uh, which we also, which I did mention that we covered that. Um, and now for your RC, RPM Magazine tidbit for April 1st, 1989. We got a couple of them. Uh, editor Walt Grealish had this to say in his Walt Says column. Uh, there was this promoter, exclamation point. I don't know. I've known this guy for years and years, for years, and he almost had to stand up twice to make a shadow, but he does eat. I saw him at the Posh Les Miserables after the show Pig Out, and after quaffing three large beers, he zeroed in the buffet, loading up his plate no less than three times with enough to feed half a dozen hungry basketball players, and he could, and he didn't even dance with his wife. I've heard that at one sitting in the New York deli, he ordered and ate 16 smoked meat sandwiches, then asked for soup. Fuck. It's all his skinny friend who eats a lot. Uh-huh. That's his tidbit. Wow, thanks, buddy. Uh, his next tidbit, can con on ice, exclamation point. It was nice to see Kurt Browning win a gold medal at the World Figure Skating Championships in Paris last weekend. But did you notice that uh, Midori Ito, the young Japanese ladies gold medalist, used the music from Frank Mills's Rondo LP for her three routines? <laughs> yes. Because, of course, Frank Mills is Canadian. Yeah. So. Uh, to which... It, Walt's uh, like editor, like assistant Elvira Caprice chimed in with, Frank should get a medal as well. Oh, come on. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, um, Arinico Flow was certified gold in the UK. It was certified gold la- last month <laughs> on January 5th, 2024. <laughs> nice. That might be the best thing in this whole episode. Nice. Good old Spotify. <laughs> finally got certified gold. Yeah. <laughs> like a month ago um, on Spotify the song has been streamed almost 185 million times on YouTube the official video has 54 million views since 2010 uh, at the 32nd Grammy Awards in 1990 Renico Flo was nominated for Best New Age Performance 
It lost to Pete. Yes. For his last Temptation of Christ album. I, I, that's the one, like, that Peter Gabriel album is, you know, it's like, and yeah, so, you know, it just doesn't yeah. do it for me. Doesn't do it for you. So, yeah, she lost. It was also nominated for Best Music Video Grammy, uh, short form. Uh, lost to uh, Michael Jackson with Leave Me Alone. Okay. Which Leave Me Alone is a great video. Uh-huh. So, you know, in this video, you'll see. Uh, <laughs> in a 2015 interview with the Irish Times, Enya said, Longevity is all any artist dreams of. Rather than to dwell on how her songs are remembered, uh, rather than to dwell on how her songs are remembered, she credits Arenical Flow for some of her cross generational appeal, saying, People who used to like Arenical Flow are now playing my music to their children. Another interview, when asked whether people bring up a regular flow, she responded, people say sail away to me or whistle bits of it back to me. I think it's wonderful. I never tire of it. You know, if I wrote a really hit song, I'd probably like people singing it back. Yeah. You know, especially if I had like one hit and I was, you know, I was fairly like, you know, kind of famous, but not like super famous. That'd be kind of fun. That'd yeah, cool. totally fine. Yep. Uh, Ned Ragger from All Music described the song as distinct and downright catchy. He noted its implicit dramatics that gently charges instead of piling things on. Uh, the November 1988 edition of Top Magazine run by Tower Records included a review by Simon Young who thought Enya had produced a fine, peaceful New Age album which works best when her voice from heaven is matched with subtle electronic pools of sound and layer upon layer of breathy, Clannadesque backing vocals. All right. Jonathan Takif for the Philadelphia Daily News picked a rinnacle flow as the standout song on the Watermark album. He said, there's nothing up-tempo to ever jar the ebonic, the hypnotic ebb and flow. Just lay back and let this music roll all over you. Uh, in the Village Voice, oh, our no. friend Robert Criscow labeled the album as a must-to-avoid <laughs> and said, Enya exploits popular music's old, reliable women or angels scam. Fuck, <laughs> all right. Well, humorize, humanizing technology, perpetuating banal verse in three languages... In parentheses, he wrote, I'm guessing about the Gaelic after reading the English and figuring out the Latin. He's talking about the album. Yeah. Uh, and mentioning Africa, the Orinoco, and other deep, dark, faraway places. So he didn't like it. Ah, uh, Robert. Always a classic curmudgeon. Yep. Uh, that's it for reception. Let's go to covers and samples. Here we go. Ah, uh, Orinoco Flow. It's an original song, everybody. Uh, whosampled.com says it's been sampled 28 times. Uh, here's some notables that are not really notable, to be quite honest. I mean, I know of Rebel MC. Yeah. Rebel MC sampled it on the 2005 track Tribal Bass. I have no idea what that song is. There's a song by Mike Posner featuring Big Sean on the 2009 track called Speed of Sound. Some dude named DJ Trance sampled it in his 1992 song Rude Boy Hardcore. Fuck. I thought you'd just like that title. Yeah. And uh, this is, I can't imagine what this one sounds like. The group Mr. Monkey uh, <laughs> sampled it on the track Flow. Sure. Um, it's been sampled 18 times. Here's a few I noted. There's a ver- version by the Vitamin String Quartet from 2001. It's very boring. Yeah. It's just strings. So it takes out all the good stuff. The indie rock group Bits by Bats did a cover in 2008. It's fine. And a choir called Libera did a decent cover in 2008. Uh, most of the covers are new agey garbage that sound exactly the same as the original, to which I wrote, totally unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, of course, all these choirs are going to do it. And it's like, you're not covering it. You're just performing it with your choir. That's exactly. that's what There's you've no done. I, I am actually shocked that it was only sampled 28 times. Or that at least that's how many are listed. I, I could see this yeah. being listed ev- or fucking uh, sampled everywhere. But Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, let's go to the music video. Here we go. Uh, according to the Wiki, a video was made to accompany the song. 
It features Enya singing the song in front of a in front of footage of rivers, flowers, and nature, and it had the appearance of a painting. It was directed by Michael G. O'Hegan. I probably said his raw name totally wrong, but anyway. Uh, ChatGPT had this to say about the video. The music video for Nicole Flow features various breathtaking landscapes. I mean, oh, serene waterscapes, yes. Mm-hmm. And Enya herself singing uh, against a backdrop of stunning natural scenery. Sure. Mm. Uh, the video captures the essence of travel. No. Exploration, not really. And the beauty of nature, sure. Echoing the song's lyrics that evoke imagery of faraway places and exotic destinations, not really. Okay. The song doesn't show exotic destinations. No. It's just showing, like, like I mean, stuff. I don't know. I'm like... Butterflies, how exotic. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Throughout the video, says ChatGPT, Enya is seen gracefully navigating through different settings. No, she just kind of shows up. Yeah. Including misty forests, not really. Tranquil rivers, sure. And expansive oceans, meh, not really. The imagery is awesome, dreamlike and surreal, sure. Enhancing the song's otherworldly atmosphere. It's not really otherworldly. No, it's this world. Like, it's not like it's talking about space aliens. No, it's, it's, the, it's the Earth, everybody. She's it's very, very much uh, worldly. Yeah. Um, one notable aspect of the music video is its use of visual effects to create a sense of magic and wonder, I guess. Eh. Uh, Enya's ethereal presence is accentuated by the mystical elements woven into the scenes, adding to the enchanting allure of the video. That is just a bunch of words jammed together. <laughs> yes. So basically, friends, Enya sings stoically in front of footage that's been edited to kind of look like paintings. Yes. Uh, I mean, my notes were, it's nice and all, but I really have nothing to rant or joke about. So if you have nothing else, let's just read it. All right. Oh, tell me about the video, buddy. What do you I think? mean, this is a poor man's version of the Sledgehammer video, to some extent. <laughs> yes, totally. Like, it, and it's not really stop animation. Like, in the background, it's... it's like it, Yeah, there, it's a filter. Like, it's clearly real footage. There's, like, a fucking boat sailing. There's yeah. hummingbirds. There's... looks like a parrot. Yes. Uh, waterfalls water water i love water and uh you know and it's just you know it's got some like you know kind of like effects on it that make it look like a painting but that's about it enya shows up it's again she's singing she's looking at the camera it's clearly her uh she's not the same effects aren't used on her so she's very clear but it's like an effect where it's like stop animation basically and that's not what they did like that's But but that's what it comes out as. Uh, uh-huh. Ultimately, she probably just went into like a studio and did this in front of a camera. There's yeah. nothing terribly interesting about it, to be honest with you. Uh, I gave it a four. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, it certainly fits the new age style of the song. Um, it's nice enough to look at, but there's no way I would really ever willingly watch it again. I was hoping for like anything to crack wise about, but it's so generic. Yeah. It's just like, why can't I make fun of this? I want to make fun of this. Even like, like even the worst videos have something, but there's really nothing. I did like the slow motion clip of the frog leaping into the air. Okay. Uh, this video is fine, but it's just there. You know, I'm going to give it a three out of 10. All right. Uh, the song song's fine. Uh, you know, I, I think that she found her audience you know, and uh, did a good job like creating a song where if people were like, I want to show up serene scene or someone in a bathtub with candles and whatever, like this is the song that people are going to think of. Um, Totally takes you to that place when you hear it. And uh, it doesn't annoy me. I I think it's pleasant to listen to. Um, I like it. I'm giving it a six. Right on. Uh, The song has cool ass synths. That's, that's really what I take away from it. I do (laughs) like that part. It's appearance in, uh, uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo might be the peak of its use. It's a decent song. I chose to cover this with the hopes it would be interesting. 
It kind of isn't. <laughs> Given it a four out of ten. All right. Um, it's fine. All right. Well, what do you? you that's that's Enya and uh, Arunico Flow. What do you got cooked up for us for next week? Buddy? We'll we'll pick up the pace a little bit next week. We're oh, gonna wow. uh, take things to 1997, and we're gonna talk about Are You Jimmy Ray? Yes. <laughs> By get this, Jimmy Ray. Uh, I love it. And if all goes well, our pal Teddy is going to join us for that one. So looking forward to uh, covering that one. And uh, if you want to hear that song or if you want to uh, have a candlelit bath with a renical flow, go to the Super Hits podcast playlist <laughs> on Spotify or Apple Music and uh, give us a listen. Again, uh, if you want some uh, spoilers on what we got coming up, they're all playing in that list as well. Uh, if you want to hear us, all the podcast platforms is where you can find us. And we are on Instagram at Super Hits Podcast. And you can email us, superhitspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me online, Slip, with five eyes or sleep. I'm Danny C. My website is megamix.com.com. Thanks for listening, friends. See ya.